Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Attitudes with Andy. Today, my dreams are coming true. I don't know about you guys, but a dog video always, always puts me in the best mood. Thank you to my sister who always sends me dog videos. Today, we are talking to a dog TikTok influencer. We are joined by the woman behind the famous account, Winnie the Cattle Dog. This account has over 2 million followers across Instagram and TikTok. She has also built a dog business called Apollo, helping pets keep active, enriched, and happy. In this episode, we'll be learning all the behind the scenes of building her page, what a normal day looks like, and how this has changed her life, and so much more. So welcome, my dear friend, TikTok influencer and business queen, April Butler. Oh my God, what an introduction. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. I really appreciate you inviting oh. me on. Oh, well, thank you for making the time. I know you have a lot of videos to be making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it was hard to fit you in, but we got there. <laughs> yeah, you, you slotted me in. Thank you so much. No um, so... Winnie the Cattle Dog. I mean, my friends, especially my guy friends, actually, are obsessed with Winnie the Cattle Dog. I would love to hear how the heck this page started, when it started, and kind of like how how it grew. Take us back to the beginning. The whole thing. I sure can take you back. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, look, it all kind of started at, you know, when COVID kind of hit. you know, like a lot of people do, we got a COVID puppy. Um, actually, my parents got a COVID puppy and, um, you know, uni had just gone online. So I picked up the, the puppy for them, and which was Winnie, um, drove home and to our farm in New South Wales and basically just stayed there for four months while like COVID kind of hit Australia. And this was like March 2020 kind of time. Um, so I was like, yeah, all right, I'll come home. Like there's a puppy going to be there. So of course I'll be there. Do uni from home, you know, all, all good things. Um, yeah, and this was also the same time that sort of TikTok came into Australia. Like it, I think it kind of was, TikTok was started, I think in 2018, but really became popular, particularly in Australia in like the early 2020, like, and it was a very different landscape to like what it is now. Like, really? Do, do you, yeah. Do you not, were you on it back then? Well, I thought I wasn't. And then somebody was like, I found your TikTok account. I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, you're like 15. <laughs> Musically, it used to be oh, musically. Right. Yeah, because they there's merged videos together. Videos yeah. of me forcing all the borders. Maybe you're in it as well. Oh my god, <laughs> <To make music. laughs> unseen footage. <laughs> They're like so cringe, but I kept them up there because I was like, "This is this is history." Right? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, but yeah, no. So that's sort of when TikTok became a thing, and it was at, like I got on it at the point where people. Not everyone had it. It was kind of like, oh, you have TikTok? Like, weird. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I sort of got on it. It, was, it all sort of happened at the same time. And I was, you know, I was home. I was bored in between my uni classes. And I was like, I'm just going to put the puppy in some TikToks and have a bit of fun. Um, it was like my own page at the start. And then, um, yeah, I posted a couple of videos. And, yeah, I was like, yeah, people were enjoying it. People were liking. They're like, oh, we want to see more. And I was like okay ask and you shall receive (laughs) so yeah I posted a few more videos and one of my really early videos went pretty viral um I can't remember how much how many views it got but it went 
yeah, it surely went pretty viral. And I was like, no, I, I can't genuinely can't remember. Like maybe three, or maybe not even that. I don't even. I can't even remember. To yeah, be mill. Yeah, yeah. Like it had millions, Whoa. I think, of um, views, and I was like, oh shit, like. <laughs> Why? You're like my dog is famous <laughs> yeah and I honestly the videos back then like um it wasn't quality content the video that went viral or anything it was like just you know it was, a, it was a cute puppy and I think that's why people liked it um so yeah that went viral and I was like okay like this is cool so me and my family are like all looking at it and joking about it and I was like oh you know I'll keep going till I get like 10,000 followers and like then I'll stop you know and yeah. you know hit that pretty quick and I was like oh, okay cool like I'll keep going till I get 20 like I'll just see what I can do with it and you know next milestone I was kind of setting like these like short term goals like without even really realizing it um, yeah I didn't really intend for it to be anything I just kind of was like having fun with it because yeah. yeah it was COVID and you know doing my thing um and then yeah it just kind of kept growing and growing and I just kept posting and you know videos every single day and it eventually after about a year and a bit I think we got to one million and I was like holy shit this is pretty cool so you know and at that point I didn't I wasn't on Instagram or really anything with it either it was all just kind of TikTok and I think that's why it like didn't feel as real because TikTok was such a new platform it didn't really feel Mm, like much yeah Um, that's interesting yeah so yeah that's sort of how it started it was very unintentional and very accidental um and then, you know, Reels came out about a year later around that time that we hit a mill. So I was like, all right, I'll jump on Reels. And, you know, I did it at the right time and quickly was able to grow. Um, I think it was we got to 150,000 followers in like six months just by using Jesus. Reels. Yeah. So it was all kind of got getting to a point where I was like, yeah, like this is, you know, I, I was starting to make a little bit of money too. I was like, this is pretty cool. I'll, I'll keep this up and see where it takes me. So I have so many questions I want to ask. Oh, <laughs> First of all, yeah. how, at what point and how do you like start making money from either TikTok yeah. or, or Instagram reels? Yeah, well, you know, a lot of brands that were reaching out to me wanted mostly TikTok and that's kind of the same as now. I think brands are still sort of starting to get into that and realizing the power of TikTok and short form content. So, mm. so they're reaching out more so about TikToks and reels, even though, those videos are the same and they perform the same and if not better on Instagram, even though we have less followers there. But um Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is it is quite interesting. TikTok I think is more unreliable because you you might follow someone, but when you're scrolling through, you're usually scrolling through the FYP of like random videos. Whereas Instagram Oh yeah, it's- I learned what that was the other day. Someone commented on TikTok and they were like FYP and I was like, what does that mean? How are you <laughs> just learning what that is? <laughs> I'm so new to TikTok. I like oh. I deleted it when COVID hit because I was like weird stuff is gonna be posted. Oh, and weird stuff down. was posted. <laughs> it did get weird for a little while there. Like we were all losing our minds. But um oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's just different to Instagram because Instagram is, you know, you follow people on Instagram and your feed is just people you follow mostly. Mm. They do throw the odd account at you or like odd video these yeah. days. Um, unless you're scrolling through reels but usually your feed is people you follow whereas tiktok is not so it's more yeah. of a community on instagram than tiktok um yeah. but back to you know how you get paid and everything like that um you know i set up a little gmail like we need a cattle dog at gmail.com Stop. and um put it in my bio and i was getting a few sort of emails and messages and at the start it was just when i had the tiktok and like people just wanted to send me 
you know, a dog bed or like bandanas or a leash and collar. And this was all like barter collaborations. So no, no money, just exchanging the products for videos. So that was kind of so what first I was you were like, this is such a good deal. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was smitten. I was like, oh my God, mom and dad, I'm getting a free dog bed. And they're like, oh my God, can you get me some? Like <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was having the best time. And okay. Keep in mind, Winnie was not my dog. She was my parents' True. dog. She was, um, so for the first year of her life, so from March 2020 to basically March 2021, she was living with my parents. Um, they occasionally would, you know, they'd bring her up and to Brisbane and I'd go home a lot because it was COVID. So I we had plenty of content and I was just filming everything when I was there with her. And so I'd backlog heaps of content, but I still, I didn't have her regularly and she was not my dog. So all this stuff was going towards her, but like, it wasn't really mine. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is cool, but like kind of sucks. She's not my dog. But that was just how it was. Um, and then, yeah, I started getting a few like paid opportunities and I kind of just was letting them all come to me. I wasn't really seeking it out. So people would be like, oh, hey, we want to pay you to like, you know, $200 and we'll give you this, you know, toy and you can make a video. And I was like, okay, like, this is pretty you don't cool have to now. Tell me twice. <laughs> yes, and you know, I obviously was doing it because I was enjoying it and having fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it just you know, as as um you know, I built up sort of, you know, my oh god, what's the word? Following. <laughs> no, I'm just, sorry. I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> um, like a portfolio, I guess, of like previous collaborations. Mm. Um. Uh, you know, I had more to like give other brands when they wanted to ask and like discuss rates. I had a bit more experience negotiating over time. And eventually it got to a, you know, I could do videos for like thousands of dollars at this point. Shut up. I was about to ask, what's the most like someone's ever paid for you to make a video? Oh, the most, um, I, I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say it. Like the most I've ever been paid for a single video was. And oh. that was, you know, to be posted both to TikTok and Instagram Reels. I know it was ridiculous. And I that's didn't even like nuts. Yeah. You don't like that's the power of those things. You you might not think that it's um, you know, by you mentioning even the brand of clothing you're wearing that you're really gonna be, you know, that's gonna be influencing people. But like, yeah, there there are people who are behind the people who are watching. Sorry, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> the, <laughs> the people who are watching the people who are watching for Winnie um, are watching they're just people as well so like obviously they gotta shop for themselves and yeah wow that's nuts so Winnie is now your dog I'm assuming yeah yeah um mum was really sad to give her up but she saw that it was getting pretty successful and I was making like way more than my like casual job by doing um what was your casual job well, up until December last year, I was working um, for an American company online doing like sustainable agriculture. Damn. Sort of stuff. So very different from what I was doing behind the scenes. You're like, um, sir, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go make videos. It was oh, it was the weirdest chat when I quit. I was just kind of like, they're like, oh, what are you? I was like, oh, I'm gonna do my adventures, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I make videos with my dog. Um, yeah. <laughs> And they were like, all right, good luck with that. Um, no, they, they were really supportive and they thought it was cool and they were very, they, yeah, it was, it was a good timing and everything. So it worked it's out. It's so and, cool. It's such an example yeah. of like 
your life can just, you know, these days you really can make money out of anything. (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely can. Like, and I just had no idea the potential from just putting, just posting consistently on any platform. Like you can easily build a community and yeah, like connect with people like-minded and create a whole life and potential job out of that. Yeah, that's nuts. That's so, so cool. So at what point were you like, oh shit, I could like actually live off this. And then what point were you like, I'm going to actually give this a crack? Yeah, well, I so I graduated uni. Um, what did you graduate in? I, I did sustain – no, sorry, I didn't end up doing that. I did <laughs> <laughs> I did Scratch a Bachelor <laughs> of Business Management and a Bachelor of Science, and I majored in marketing and, like, environmental studies kind of thing. So a bit of marketing, a bit of, like, environmental sustainability type of thing, and then agriculture was just a bit of a passion just because of growing up on a farm. So – that was sort of, I thought I was going to be in sustainable ag um, as a career. So, but that didn't happen. Um, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I graduated. I kind of said to everyone, everyone was like, what are you going to do now? Like, are you, have you got a job lined up? And I was like, um, I think I'm just going to have six months um, as like a bit of a gap year type of thing. Maybe do a little bit yeah. of traveling. Cause I didn't have a gap year after school. Oh, so true. I was like, I've been studying for like four and a half years after school. Like I need a little bit of a break. I'll just do my own thing. But secretly I was thinking, like, I'm just going to see what I can do with social media. And also Absolutely. at this point I was, um, you know, sourcing and testing and products for my new business. So I was hoping to launch that um, in, like, early 2022. So, yeah, that was kind of, yeah, by December um, I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to keep splitting focus. And it's already hard enough splitting focus between a brand and um, running social media accounts. Mm. and plus doing the casual job so I was like oh I need to cut back on one of these and it's not going to be these two amazing things that are happening so I should go with the casual job see you later (laughs) (laughs) adios yeah and by by that time the only reason I decided to quit that one um was because at that point I was making a full-time income um from brand deals and all that kind of stuff and you know I knew I was about to launch my business so I knew I had something coming my way (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I love that you kind of went for it and like a lot of people would be kind of like scared of like, oh, what will people yeah. think and what if it fails? Did you experience like much self-doubt? Um, I think, I mean, I didn't really doubt. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I love that. You were like, no, nah, I can see the results. Yeah, I, I knew – Look, and even launching the brand, I knew because I was doing it off the back of, and it was, you know, it's a it's a pet brand. It's completely, I knew the product and the brand was in alignment with what I was already doing. So I knew, you know, if all else failed, I could still promote it. And, you know, even if my account got shut down for whatever reason, I already had heaps of contacts in the pet community. So I felt very solid with launching that brand just using social media, media marketing alone. Um, so I knew that would, you know, if I felt it's completely different to launching a brand where, you know, you're just doing it like with no social media backing or anything like that. It's very different yeah. for an influencer to do it than for any other any other person. It's so much harder. You have to really come up with a whole different approach to marketing. Um, yeah. So I was fairly confident in both those things. Like I was growing still. I was making good money. Um, in terms of what other people thought, I oh look, I didn't really care to be honest. I 
I think that gets to a point, I don't know if it's an age thing, but maybe younger me, maybe me in school might have cared because like I was surrounded by lots of people and like, you know, it wasn't really, school's a weird place. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, I don't know. I think I might have cared back then maybe because, yeah, but no, I don't really, I I have like great friends and great family and everyone's supportive and it's just weird to think that like people, everyone I know has pretty much seen it come up on their screens at one point or another basically every time I catch up with someone that I knew like from school not even like you know friends from other schools as well like they were just like oh you do the dog thing and I'm like yeah that's me Um, (laughs) the dog girl yeah so pretty much I think everybody's aware that I'm doing this now and this is my life so (laughs) yeah I think that's awesome you've always been like really confident and stuff but I think it also probably helps you have such a good friend group and if anyone was to ever be like what are you doing it's like what? No. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's easier when you're like a few years post school. You definitely are just friends with the people that well, hopefully everyone out there is just friends with the people that are really like their their crowd, their tribe. So yeah, yeah that that was, you know, didn't have to worry about that. So yeah, I was, I was yeah. pretty confident. Gee. So obviously at the beginning, and probably now as well, you have to like post a lot on social media. How How is your relationship with social media? And do you, did you find that you would kind of like value yourself off like how many views you got, how many likes you got, et cetera? Yeah. Well, the really good thing about what I'm doing is that it's a dog account primarily. So it's I can pick and choose how much I'm in it and like how much I personally, me as April, is involved in the videos and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so that's a really big positive in my eyes because if I was doing social media uh, and it was just me not a dog account and it was me who had to show up in those videos every day I think I would have probably a way worse relationship with it because people would be commenting about me they would be Mm. uh, you know like it's it's all 100% you Um, so it's good I can kind of just step back and just not include myself for a month or I can be in it as much as I want which is really good so um, my relationship with social media has been pretty good but I still I kind of feel like personally I don't use it as much anymore just not for any reason that I don't enjoy it because I do enjoy it but like I don't really find I go on my personal Instagrams and like you know personal TikTok anymore because when I sit down and go on social media it's work it's not something I do to relax it's yeah so if I go on TikTok if I see a dog video I'm like oh I gotta like that and save it for later that's inspiration like yeah okay so you use more as like a business platform and then you're not going to just like randomly be scrolling and stuff yeah so yeah I don't really scroll as much anymore which is it's kind of good but it's just it kind of sucks because sometimes I just want to go on TikTok and just look at all the weird shit and just enjoy myself (laughs) but you're like that could be good that could be good yeah, I'm always thinking like, oh, this I've noticed this sound is trending. This has been in a few videos. Like, there's just no way I just I find that hard to like completely remove myself because yeah, you got to be paying attention on you know social media is very much about trends and you got to keep mm. on it. So mm. yeah, that's that's kind of tricky. But in terms of the relationship, yeah, no, it's pretty it's pretty good. I I mean I do think as a creator I do s- slightly struggle with valuing myself in the followers not so much the total Mm. followers but how much I'm growing each day or each week which can be tricky because like when it's you know you got a viral video and you're growing heaps you're like I'm so good at this like you get like so much confidence because you know you're like oh my god all these new people are coming like I just need to make another video like this like this is great 
Um, so many opportunities are coming out of it because, you know, when you get a viral video, it gets in front of all these brands and they all start reaching out to you. So uh, that's really good. But when you don't have videos that are currently going viral in people's feeds, then it's like and the followers are kind of like a little stagnant. You're like, oh, shit, what am I doing wrong? Like, I've got to pick mm. up my game. So, yeah, I think that's pretty normal, though, for anyone who does do a social media kind of related job. Yeah, so you're just trying to learn to like not try and look at that. Yeah, hopefully I'll get better at it, but I think I'm okay. I just, yeah, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, I suppose the only thing you can do is just focus on the content that you're putting out because you can't really control the outcome that much. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, So what's what's it like having that – you know, those two accounts on Instagram and TikTok that have over 2 million followers, which is so impressive. And then you also have your business. Like, how do you manage that all? Very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, uh, since I started the business, I thought it would, uh, I knew it would be time consuming, like, but I didn't think it would take away from my um, ability to create content for Winnie. So, yeah, it's been... I've been trying my best to keep up with it and like it's so easy to get bogged down in like the daily tasks like answering emails and like doing contracts and those kind of tasks that you know they're part of your job but like they're not really progressing you Mm. you know or like you know doing a post on social media for the business like they're kind of just like those minor jobs that I really should outsource like I really Mm. but I'm a bit of a control freak I don't really want to do that. I think that's so, a very common thing. Every time I speak yeah. to like business people who have grown to a point where they can outsource, they're like, oh, but no one will do it as good as me and I'm controlling yeah, and I stuff. Know. That, that's yeah, actually that's the hardest hard. bit. And like just because you also, before you outsource, you have to set up all of your processes so it all is smooth and it's just, it's a lot of work. So yeah, trying to like manage posting for the, I'd love to get someone just to do the business side of things on social media, like and customer inquiries and all that kind of thing so yeah it's it's time consuming but yeah no it it is it's good um so if you want a job contact april (laughs) yes if you have experience with uh running a pet business (laughs) account get in touch i'd love to hear from you Um, yeah even like i do all my like i'm currently in my office i do all my packing and um of all my products and mailing and everything labeling all myself um, with the help of, you know, friends and my boyfriend and everything like that. So makes it a lot easier. Um, but it is a lot of work and that's daily work and yeah, like doing daily post office runs, which is really fun at this stage. I'm really enjoying it, but you know, I, you do realize that your time could be better spent, um, mm. you know, creating content instead of just, you know, yeah, doing all the mundane tasks. Yeah, true. So what's it like working for yourself? Do you enjoy it? fucking love it I love it so much I mean like to be honest I've yeah like even uni like I never I didn't enjoy going in I as soon as they went online I never went back to uni so for the last two and a half years of my degree I didn't didn't go back and I didn't go to graduation I was like no I don't (laughs) not for me I love being at home I love working from home and like basically I can I mean my life's pretty amazing when you stop and look like I mean I'm very grateful to be able to basically work from home, live from home and just be with my dog doing cool shit all day. Like, <laughs> it's so it's so cool when you really think about it. But yeah, 
So what's like a normal day in your life look like? I'm sure every day is very diverse and different, but. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I pretty much just, I mean, first things first when I wake up is when I post my video. So, you know, uh-huh. I hopefully have that it. Is it the best time before. to post? Best time to post, yeah, around 6 a.m. 6 so a.m., really? That's early. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of their followers are from the United States, majority of my followers Okay, are. you've got yeah. your your people yeah. in mind. So what time is it in America usually? I think it's like just before they go to bed. So I think it's, you know, people are just quickly scrolling through before they go to sleep. And um, and it's also, yeah, when people in Australia are waking up. So that's sort of the best time for me. Um, so, yeah, post my video, get up, go for a walk with the dog, Winnie, beautiful Winnie. Um, <laughs> come back, have my coffee, do some emails. Um go to the gym and oh, before I go to the gym, I got to pack my orders and um, fulfill my orders. So labeling, packing, um, load up the car to the gym and then the post office and come home. And that's sort of the afternoon I spend doing, you know, the other tasks like content, filming um, and planning content or yeah, just other admin for a pullover that's like responding to customer inquiry inquiries or like planning out some posts or you know, organize something on Shopify because it can get very complicated very quickly. So, True. yeah. And Holy then, you shit. Know, I, yeah, I try sorry, and keep like, going. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I try and do a little bit of, um, I'm really trying to do this, make this a daily habit. It's like do a little bit of education um, in sort of those sort of areas. So, you know, there's plenty of good content on YouTube about like, you know, doing your own e-com brand. Um, so I just try and do a little, little smidge of education mm. in the afternoon. Um, but that's pretty much what a typical day is like. It's pretty chill. Like, but yeah, that's all different, but that's sort of my week. I like to have a little bit of structure for myself. Otherwise, well, I'll probably lose my mind. I mean, when you're explaining this, I was just like, yeah, this is so like, this is so you being just so on top of it. You're nailing <laughs> it. What the heck, Thank April? You. Your life is so awesome. It is really cool. I'm so, so bloody grateful. Like, I really could not. I would just could not have imagined that I would have been doing this. I've always wanted to work for myself. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've always had a problem with people telling me what to do, when to I'm do it. I'm the exact how same. To do I'm it. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's like a thing with authority. Like ever since, you know, school, like I didn't like the teachers trying to be like, oh, you have to do this, you know, write your essay on this topic. Like, no, I want to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't um, want to do that. That's oh good that you recognize that though. Yeah, well, even in art, art was, like, the most triggering thing for me at school because, like, they would tell you exactly what you'd have to do, what medium, what thing to, like, paint or draw or create. And, like, mm. everyone would – everyone they just – everyone's doing the same thing. Like, the ceramic bowls that we all did, like, they're all the same. Like, they're just a little bit of a different design. But, oh, I hated – I hated art. Like, just let me do my own thing. Like – Yeah. Gets me rather. Right I just don't. I just don't agree with the school system a lot. So. Oh, hundred percent. It's like they just like cram you in a little box. Yeah, and they just tell you what to do, and they just basically printing out the same exact person and sending them yeah. into different careers and nine to fives and. A hundred percent. I think that. Well, that's probably why you loved the episode with Jim because he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to follow what society tells you and stuff. Yeah, I agreed with a lot of what he had to say. Um, yeah, yeah. That nine to five life ain't it. But you know, I have to do recognize it's not as easy um, to probably get there as me just saying like, oh yeah, do it. Like it does take, you know, a lot of. Yeah, and I am very privileged. I recognize my privilege in being able to do this because, yeah, 
I have, you know, a great family, a great support system. Um, I had lots of savings, like ready to go by the time I left school. Um, you know, everyone's got different circumstances in life. And as much as I'd love to tell everyone to leave the rat race, it's not realistic for everybody or like not, you know, at this current time, there's, there's a lot of factors that come into it. But I definitely think that people could start building something whilst oh, they're still working. A hundred percent. Like I'm just, yeah, it's just like, I mean, like you can't like just, I don't know, be like, oh yeah, fuck off nine to five. Like, come out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think getting a plan in place too. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. And like e-commerce as well. Like that's such a crazily, like it's growing an insane amount. Like, it's in it's detailing when you look at the numbers like I don't know them off the top of my head but <laughs> when you look at the stats and like there's just so much it seems like it's all very saturated and it is but if you can find little pockets of opportunity and tap into that yeah um, you could you could achieve great things but yeah it all it's yeah it's a bit of a process like building it's like it took me a year to get from like conception to live a year in like two months so it's just that's the hard part is doing that that track yeah it seems like you've been very very consistent with everything that you're doing though do you reckon that's probably a very key thing oh yeah absolutely and also like even with the business side of things like I actually had been since 2017 been intending to start an e-commerce brand um oh wow yeah I was gonna try and do an Amazon brand that was and this was supposed to be an Amazon brand as well but I decided last minute to um just do it myself kind of thing. So because Amazon in Australia was growing really rapidly in the last couple of years um, and I was going to launch in the US in 2017. Um, but I had lots Wait, of what, ideas. What, what were you going to sell? Oh, we I, there was so many ideas. So many oh, like, okay. failed ideas. Yeah. Um, no, we just, we, I did a lot of, I got a bit of practice like sourcing back then, like, um, like plant stands, like little wooden, there's little plant stands that you put pot plants in. Like oh, there were so that. many different little ideas, but like, you know, I'd get so far down the line and then I'd be like, wait, this isn't going to work for books, X, Y, Z, or like, you know, I'd find flaws. Like it's so easy as well when you're trying to pick a product for your brand to like fall in love with your product and mm. not, and just ignore the kind of, you know, yeah, the signs that maybe that product is not the best first product for you or, yeah, it completely depends. I definitely had an edge by having Winnie's account to launch yeah. out into, so and I also I can imagine you're actually very passionate about having, you know, good yes. yeah. pet activities for your dog. I've seen like yeah. where you do like you put the bickies in the towel and you wrap oh, the towel. Yeah, the, the enrichment games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm like, well, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like yeah. stimulation for your dog. Yeah, everybody loves <laughs> I have learned because like, yeah, Winnie is – reactive like she's reactive to dogs and people who've come a long way but yes I've been training so updates yeah it's been it's been a very good experience owning her as well just as a dog owner in general because I've learned an incredible amount about dog behavior and that's like yeah one thing I'd love to learn more about as well in the future yeah and uh I see Winnie is uh meant to be a cattle dog but she's scared of cows. Yeah, <laughs> she kind of sucks <laughs> in the whole cow department. Um, yeah, that's kind of mum and dad got her like thinking, oh yeah, like cattle dog, that works. Like we've got a cattle farm, and uh, yeah, she just 
wasn't for her. She was always kind of, she was a bit timid as a puppy and they really need to have, for like low stress stock handling, you really need to have a dog that has that sort of natural inclination. Uh, you know, they're going for like the, the right parts of the cow and not like just latching onto their faces and like have a bit of drive about them. So it's like, you don't want to just put any dog out there. There's, you know, my sister has the whole thing down pat. Um, but yeah. We, we didn't really need Winnie as a work dog. We kind of decided, oh, we'll just retire her to a family dog. She we'll was, just let her be a TikTok dog. <laughs> and, yeah, that's what she became. She completely changed career paths. Yeah, and literally. And the world. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, and brought so much joy to the world. Go Winnie. Yeah, go Winnie. She's is a Winnie, girl. Is Winnie insured? No. Is Winnie not insured? Can you do well, that? Like, is that like, possible? Do you mean, I don't know. This is like honestly I still don't even know there's so much to work out like doing this whole thing like even just the accounting side of it I can't get my head around let alone oh taxes coming up soon (laughs) oh don't remind me um (laughs) so yeah no um I don't really know how that would work I didn't get pet insurance because like I my family's never had pet insurance for our dogs growing up we've just always put away emergency pet money and it yeah. kind of, depending on how many issues you have with your dog, it kind of works out to be relatively similar than what yeah. you pay if you were just paying for. Yeah, so I did decide not to go with it. So I don't know. I don't know if Winnie would be covered though in like, yeah. Like what What could you insure, insure her as? I don't even know. I don't know. Like as a job. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, that's like my sort of whole thing is like I, as much as it is very based around Winnie, building this brand has been a way for me to like create something that's not directly to do with her and depending on her, even mm. though it, you know, Winnie drives a lot of sales for that brand. Um, yeah. It's a separate thing. So if something were to happen, touch wood that it doesn't, um, yeah, that I'd, I'd still have sustainable income. Yeah. Um, Fuck. So. You're so smart, April. You are ridiculously <laughs> smart. I have to say this. Yeah. You are the person at school who would be, you know, really smart, athletic, talented, but then also really lovely. So you couldn't hate on them. And now you're TikTok famous. And I'm like, damn it, this woman is just thriving. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre, isn't it? But thank you very much. That's really nice of you to say. (laughs) <laughs> you're welcome I was thinking about this the other day I was like how should I introduce April <laughs> I was like should I introduce her as that person <laughs> yeah look I'm a lot of different people at once no but we that. love that yeah I'm trying to think if like do you think that people like we've all changed much since school or do you think like what do you what do you think about all that what do I think about that I reckon a lot of people have like grown into themselves yeah potentially mm. and I think leaving school has taught people like not to be a chameleon and like change yourself for each person or at least that's what it taught me yeah oh yeah 100 yeah I still I still think there will be some people that are a bit like that but yeah yeah. but I feel Um, sorry for them if that's (laughs) yeah I hope not um yeah Yeah. I feel like people are all fundamentally I feel like we're all fundamentally the same like person we were back then but like just different and different versions of us mm, yeah. Okay. yeah yeah maybe on the outside but then maybe on the inside you've had lots of growth because so many people yeah, like yeah. you have not changed since school yeah I know that's the thing like 
And I'm like, no, but I swear on the inside, I've grown a lot. (laughs) Personal development has happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think like a lot, you, I think you care a lot less, which is good. Oh yes. Yeah. If you're still giving a fuck, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? Don't give no fucks. Life's Um, too short. Yeah. YOLO. Wait, I have (laughs) a specific, oh wow. We really have hit a lot of these questions already oh wow go us efficient yeah i know right we're amazing um i did want to talk about like your your business because i'm sure you've learned so much and had to learn like on the go by doing which is probably great it's probably taught you way more than what your degree taught you oh don't (laughs) even get me started like i yeah definitely like i feel like i've learned a lot since my degree yeah. Um, I think the degree helps to a degree. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, I see yeah, what you did there. <laughs> but it is very, like, generalised for, um, I guess, the traditional work paths and careers. The, you know, like the marketing knowledge I gained was very much for, like, organisations rather than, yeah, small businesses and that kind of thing. Yeah. True. What do you reckon has been the biggest business challenge you've had? Oh, it's a big question. Or just a few. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Biggest business challenge. I think, honestly, I just think it's just hard to get to launch. Like that's probably the hardest bit because that's, it's so easy to get stuck on, you know, small hurdles and not Mm. know how to overcome them especially if you're sourcing. So I source my products from China. Um, it's very easy to get stuck when you're like, um, you know, if just, just even communicating about like trying to get like your exact product that you want in front of you, um, ready to sell. Yeah. It's just easy, like, it's, it's easy to get stuck on things. Um, did you set like a date of, and you were like, this is when we're launching? Yeah. But like we launched like five months after my set day so like you really nah, can't I yeah I had like for 2021 I had like you know by like March by like July by October I'll have this 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 done I'll have my photography done um but no like it it all happened very last minute um I was up until like so I launched at 6am on like Friday the Thursday night I was like up so late like just getting the website done last minute like because it's all on you you have to have to have every system in place you have to have like enough labels packaging you have to have the shipping rates all set it's there are so many just little parts but the great thing about learning it is you learn it once and you never have to learn it again you have that Mm. knowledge and you can replicate it in other areas of life um so that's that is the amazing thing is I feel very confident going forward now that I could do this again with another brand um with another line of products and yeah, it's, it would be a much quicker and more seamless process. Yeah, that's great. God, when I mm. want to launch a business, I'm going to contact you. <laughs> yeah, come talk to me. Do you not have the... – oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. not the what? No, no, keep going. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting sorry. awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a like a mentor, whether it's like a TikTok mentor or a business mentor? Um, I don't have a specific mentor, but I've had a lot of people that I've um, gone to for like knowledge. Um, 
in the TikTok, on the TikTok side of things, I did you ever get on Clubhouse when that came out? I, why have I heard of Clubhouse? <laughs> Clubhouse. Um, so it's kind of like podcasting, I guess. Like it's, but like you have like rooms of people, like kind of like on a Zoom call, but it's just audio, and you like people create rooms about certain interests um, or like host oh. rooms on like a weekly basis, and you sort of just join and you just chat about whatever. Some people just it's just chatting about what like anything. Some people it's like more structured. Um, so I was in like a TikTok group, and that's how I developed a lot of really good relationships with um, a lot of other TikTok creators. So like oh, specifically cool. this one was for pet creators. So, uh, but the thing is there's not many uh, large pet creators in Australia. They're all in America. Yeah. So, it's know, probably least, quite a niche. People probably love seeing like yeah. Winnie in the Outback and stuff. Yeah. I, I think that is part of the appeal for some people. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was weird talking to all of them because I was the only Australian in the group and they were all like, yeah, yeah like, chatting how away. are you doing, yo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, it was definitely interesting and it kind of sucks as well because a lot of brands reach out to me that don't want to work with me because I'm located in Australia. Oh, um, what? Yeah, because it's, yeah, because my audience is so American-based, it's also, it's tricky, like, it, it sucks, honestly. <laughs> like, I've missed so many great opportunities just because of where I live. So they're all oh, talking what? about these awesome brands that they're getting cool deals with and, like, these agencies that just I don't, I won't have access to. That's so um, interesting because if you're, most of your audience is in America, you'd think that they'd want to go for that. Oh, you'd think so. I, I'll make sure I tell them. But they're like, <laughs> oh, sorry, we just can't ship there and we don't want to, like, confuse you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess it makes sense. Fine. Would you um, ever move? Mm. I doubt it. Yeah. That's, that's, look, the, the amazing thing about like working for myself is I'm like, yeah, I can like do whatever I want and like, yeah, I can travel and like, like life's on my terms, but like I have a dog and like <laughs> that's what it revolves around and that's the commitment. So I can't just go off to America for two months, like, because then my work is back in Australia with Winnie. So it's, that's the, the downside about having a dog account is that it doesn't just, it's not just me, it's her as well. Um, and I'd love to take her to America, but um, getting her back to Australia, she'd have to go through a minimum two-month quarantine to oh, potentially no. like multiple months of quarantine, and I couldn't do that to her. Yeah, no, no, no. Imagine being able to do a little Winnie tour. <laughs> That's oh, it's honestly the dream. Honestly the dream. It'd be so cool. That would be but, sick. Yeah. No, make yeah. them come here. Make the fans come to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, what was the original question? Mentors. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's sort of the TikTok side of things. So, I've had lots of great big accounts over there that I've gone to for questions, like about the more like creative side of things, like which apps to use to edit, and um, you know their experiences with like certain, oh, like yeah, different. There's just different platforms, even like learning all the fine details about how they work. Um, but in terms of business, I've um, because I've been so involved in like the Amazon community for like five, six years. Um, I've met a lot of great people through that. Um, mm. So there's a there's a guy called Nick Steiner. He he owns his own. I think it's like a what do they call it? A scooter, like a scooter brand. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He started on Amazon and now he um, he's off Amazon as well. So he's on both. Um, he's very very successful. He lives on the Gold Coast and he. Um, 
he's been a really good mentor to me. We've caught up on a few Zooms, but yeah, doing those kind of things, they're kind of like nerve wracking a little bit out of my comfort zone, but they're really good to do because you get some really good feedback. Yeah, 100%. They say that you're sitting at the right table if you feel uncomfortable. You should feel uncomfortable. (laughs) That's great Because then you're like forced to go. Yeah. That's actually so true. That's a great quote. Yeah. Because I've been in some situations where you're like. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Where you're like so uncomfortable and you're like, I don't belong here. What's happening? And then you realize it's actually a good thing. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, that was amazing. Like, what a great experience. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, oh yeah. I was going to say, like, I think the biggest thing as well, which becomes easier, I think, you know, the more I've come out of school and found myself, is just being like a yes man to like every opportunity that comes your way, especially mm. in your career. And like, yeah, just saying yes to absolutely everything has been extremely beneficial. It's made me meet so many really cool people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, Oh, it's it's the one thing I can recommend to anyone to do is just start saying yes to the most yeah. uncomfortable things because you'll you'll yeah you'll get so much out of it. Yeah, you'll grow, you'll learn. I love it when you like get thrown into a situation where you think that like oh fuck, can I handle this? And then you like step up to it, and then you like it's like you unlock this little another level of yourself, and you're like whoa, I can trust myself in these situations, and I can do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I was wondering, what would you say to somebody who is like, fuck, I want to make dog videos or I want to start, you know, <laughs> posting on, on TikTok and Reels and like helping, you know, add to someone's day, but, you know, maybe self-doubt, fear of failure is, is affecting them. What would you yeah. say to them? For someone that wants to start a pet account, I think it's a lot easier because, um, you know, it's not like they're putting themselves on the line necessarily. I think that's what made it easy for me. For the first, like, year, I wasn't in any of my TikToks or videos or anything like that. It was all 100% Winnie, um, which made it really easy. And then I just, you know, started inserting myself because once you put yourself in the amount of content, like the, op- like the different kinds of content you can create just goes, yeah, it expands. Like, you can do so much more when you're yeah. including both you and the dog. Um, if you want to start creating content that's not around a dog, just fucking do it anyway. Like, you seriously have nothing to lose. Um, and people that will judge you for it, like, who, honestly, who cares what they think? Like, And they're probably jealous because they, they wish are, that they could do. That's exactly it. So, you know, it takes balls to, to just start creating content and to not care what people think. Um, but the payoff is insane like if you are able to I honestly think and this might not be a common belief but I think if anyone wants to sort of start creating content and create a platform for themselves if they pick an you know an area of interest um you know say it's like a health thing or like say yeah like a dog thing or a fitness thing absolutely I think if I just start posting consistently um being authentic and doing you know you don't necessarily have to find your niche straight away that can be discovered later mm. um, like for me I just started doing like you know the videos I were doing didn't really have a niche it was just kind of dog videos um, but since then I've niched down a lot of my trainings revolves around reactivity um, and training enrichment some of them are just funny dog videos some of them are you know skits about how Winnie hates cows and um, so she's got like her certain topics that make her her and has a personality and that's why people love her 
So if you're sharing your personality or your dog's personality or whatever and just, you know, doing being authentic to you, I think people will come and will love you for that. And that's how you build a real community. And you can't go wrong. Like there's there's really no downside to doing it because even if, you know, you don't, you might dream to, you know, have like millions and millions and be as big as, I don't know, oh, like there are some huge influences out there, but you might not get there, but like you'll you'll end up somewhere. And like, that's still really cool. And it's such an yeah. achievement. So yeah. why not? Just do it. Be authentic and consistent. Yeah. Would you say like try posts like pretty much every day? Has that been like? I think if you're in a growth mindset and that's what you want to do, you want to grow, you know, followers, whatever. Yeah, you, you have to. You have to be posting every day. They say for like TikTok and Instagram reels, um, you know, what I've sort of learned in my my groups, um, seven to ten uh, videos a week is kind of optimal for growing. Um, and then once you get to a stage you're happy with, you can sort of play around with it. Um, it's a lot of like trial and error, testing what works for you and um, yeah, seeing how your audience responds. You know, some of them might like really frequent posts, some of them you know, might not like the spam and might just like, you know, maybe one or two posts a week. Yeah, it just really depends. But if you if you want to grow, you got to be posting very consistently every day. And I, I cannot emphasize this enough, post short form content, Instagram reels, TikTok, like YouTube shorts, like that is just the key to growing these days. So yeah, I think absolutely. Gone, gone are the days Instagram feeds are just photos like that. We'll never come back. That's not the thing anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm worried about people's attention spans though. <laughs> I know it's a bit concerning (laughs) (laughs) even mine I'm like oh I feel like you know doing these though like I'm fully present for like a whole hour so it gives me faith that I do still have a good attention span but I know yeah me too like I feel like everyone is it like hyper or like overstimulated I feel like everyone's constantly overstimulated stimulate stim stim sorry don't know yeah no no I get what you mean yeah yeah do you try Uh, have like uh, no phone hours and stuff like that oh I probably should but um I don't to be honest um, fair enough honestly yeah. my favorite way to switch off is just to watch a tv show and like I don't go on my phone when I'm watching a tv show I just like to just enjoy it um yeah, yeah or I'd like to say I read books but I'd be lying so <laughs> we're being real yeah I love it do you post so this the content that you post on instagram reels is that same content that you'd post to TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then do you download that video same. and post it onto TikTok so that you don't have the I, watermark? Yeah, I edited it all in an app called InShot for anyone who's InShot. interested in that. Um, it's really good for video editing um, on your phone. Um, I edited everything in there. It's got a good feature where you can like extract the audio of another video. So if there's like a TikTok sound I want to use, I'll extract the audio and then put it into InShot, edit my videos to like all the timings and everything are great. And then I'll download that and then I'll upload it to each different platform separately and add the text separately because you want the text to be organic to the platform you're using. So oh. the TikTok has to have TikTok text, Instagram has Instagram text. YouTube Why I don't really care about, but just because it prioritizes that kind of content. If it has, if it's a text, this is not necessarily like some videos do really well with the TikTok text and on Instagram and, you know, vice versa. But generally speaking, the platform will favor your content if it's, you know, you've used their features to add text. Ah. I, 
that's okay. just I mean like I, that's just what Instagram um like contacts at Instagram have told me to do yeah but yeah like maybe they're just saying that so it's I don't know I don't know but apparently that's what you're supposed to do and I think it helps so okay cool oh I'm learning so much (laughs) yeah and because like if you download something from TikTok as well you're gonna lose quality if you try and download it in like one of those like you know removing watermark like websites yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna lose some quality there and you don't really want to do that we want to make sure everything's like as HD as it possibly can be cool oh there we go we're all gonna be influencers now (laughs) I love that and the last question is what is your big grand plans for the future wow um wow (laughs) (laughs) um honestly I've never been much one to plan too far ahead um but okay these are the things I'd love to do okay I I would love I would really love to buy a property, even just like a small acreage one day. I think I still want to be close to like the city or like the Gold Coast or somewhere. So I can, because my business will obviously be probably operating out of a a third party logistic warehouse or something like that. So I still want to be close. So, you know, for the business side of things. Um, But I also want to have a little bit of that country lifestyle in my life at some point. So I think that's pretty far down the track, but that's, you know, a bit of a goal. Um, I'd want to launch a lot more products under my business and probably, um, other businesses as well. Um, I wouldn't mind doing a business rebrand, like, you know, all the branding, I didn't get any help with the branding or anything like that. So I'd, I'd love to get a professional involved and like really make it as good as it can be. Um, but yeah, I pretty much, I just want to like with the business, I, I just want to create products that I love and that I frequently use, especially training related, because I just want to like help other people give them the stuff that I think's the best, like, you know, um, that's kind of a big goal. So to, to get more products that are very aligned to me and what I do and hopefully it helps other people. Um, and yeah, with the, in terms of content, I, I'd love to keep creating content. Um, who knows how long for, and obviously Winnie's a dog, so she's not going to live forever. <gasps> no, don't Just say that. <laughs> we shouldn't really say that, but. Yeah, she, she won't be around forever, obviously. Um, so I have to be realistic about that, whether I, you know, get more dogs in the future and sort of pass it down or whatever happens there. It's hard to know, but, um, yeah, I'd love to keep creating content as long as I can. It's really fun and very rewarding when you have community. So, um, yeah, I'd probably ideally keep that up. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love, like, yeah. I can just see how passionate you are and I think – your products obviously show that because you're wanting to produce quality, quality products yeah. that you would use. That is the goal. That is the goal. I think that's great. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation? Oh, I mean, I think the bit of a summary from all of this is just fucking do it. Like, you know, whatever kind of, yeah, little passion project you've got going on, I think you just got to yeah, fully send it and, to start doing it like start small and you'll build up it took me a year and a half probably to build no no like nearly two years to build up like my social media accounts to the point where I could become that could become a full-time job so you just get started on something that you enjoy now and that you're passionate about like who knows what could come out of it even if nothing comes out of it doesn't matter just do something that you're interested in and you'll live a happy life 
love that. That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate making it the time because it sounds like you're very busy. And I have learned (laughs) so much from this, honestly, like this podcast is a little bit selfish, but it's literally just my tool just to be able to pick everyone else's brains. I can learn more. (laughs) Oh my God. I kind of wish I was in your shoes, but I guess we all get to listen. So it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, you can come along. It's all good. (laughs) And if the people want to find you, where can they find Winnie? Where can they find you? Plug all your socials, please. And thank you pretty much on everything it's at winnie the cattle dog um yeah pretty pretty easy if you want to follow me the person um <laughs> i'm just april butler with an extra r on the end on instagram <laughs> um yeah i know really really great handle there um but yeah and then my business is at apollo pets um if you're interested in that as well um yeah. yeah that's me i'll put all the deets in the show notes so if people want some cool pet stuff they can go there Oh, great, great. Come on over. Come on over. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much. If you guys did enjoy, feel free to screenshot it and share it on your stories. Be sure to tag us as we'd love to see who is listening. Yeah, share it, everyone. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I really, really appreciate it and I hope you guys got something from it because I know I got a lot from it. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Felicia.